I'm Sophie. And I'm Emily. Welcome to Hallmark Remarks. Hallmark Remarks. Ba-na-na. Where we go deep about shallow movies. Where we talk all things Hallmark, dating, mental health, and pop culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Happy Super Bowl Sunday, everyone. We're back. Your two favorite gals talking about some movies. Once again, talking about movies. Last week was our like catch up and how's 2024 going for us. This week we are back in our usual and just mm-hmm. doing movies, talking about life and making you laugh. That's our goal always. Yeah. I mean, we just made ourselves laugh because we couldn't even get this stupid thing to start. So literally <laughs> technical difficulties, like no matter how much changes with this podcast technical difficulties will never change no which is funny so i do a podcast at work called university overwhelm shameless plug go listen to it (laughs) and we have a full soundboard it's like Mm -hmm. it's like a mobile one so it's not this massive radio size but it's it's legit and i like figured it out you know did some uh youtube video watching to kind of learn a couple of things with it but people come in i hook it up get it set up in a couple minutes you know we're good my co-host, he's like, I'm so glad you know how to do that because I, right. I don't know. And I said, I should add sound engineer to my resume. You should, honestly. Actually, to my job description and to my resume. But then we get in here, and it's simple as all get out to get started, and our laptops are like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like, because it's like the, the simplest thing, which is sometimes the hardest thing to figure yeah. out, like... Well, I gave you permission to use my camera. Why aren't you using my camera? <laughs> and like, really, Facebook Messenger is out to get us. The amount of times I was just telling Sophie before we started recording, the amount of times that I have to verify my browser and then I forget my password <laughs> only for Facebook, which I only use for us for to us do this to podcast. yeah, mm-hmm. and and like it just asks me to verify every browser, and then you have to up like open your YouTube app, and I'm just like, when is it gonna stop? What is it I know who end? I am. <laughs> imagine um i don't know if anybody like has ever gone into like this like dark hole of forgetting enough passwords that you're like no but it's like you're going to facebook and you're like ah shoot i forgot my passwords and you hit you know remember password then it's like it sends it to mine's my aol i'm like i don't ever go into my aol you know account I so then that. if i forget my aol thing then i have to it has to send to something else you know and you're just like 18 passwords Verify later going way. i don't remember yeah. any of my passwords Two thought like it's like the two user authentication and it's like eight right. deep. Yep. And I'm like, I don't. That's my fifth grade email address my- or like my college email address that the password I made was so long. Yes. Because it had to be a, so many requirements. Yes. That I, there's no way I can get back into it. Yeah. Well, so. you know, te- technical difficulties aside, uh, you know, we're here. We're ready to talk about movies. Talk about the Super Bowl. It's gonna be a fun episode. So. To dive right in, we have a straight out of Hallmark, straight out of Jane Austen movie. Uh, It is called An American in Austin. Let me really quick read the cast list um, because I have have basically everything else already pulled up. Um, We've got Dominic Anderson plays George Wickham. We have Nell Barlow who plays Elizabeth Bennett. Eliza Bennett, which I thought was hilarious, plays our main character, Harriet. Nicholas Mm -hmm. Bishop plays Mr. Darcy. Calypso Craig plays Mary. J.R. Esposito plays the taxi driver. <laughs> Erica Ford ki- plays Kitty. Catherine Henne plays Jane. 
Grace Hogg Robinson plays Lydia, Joseph Richardson plays Mr. Collins, Bert Seymour plays Ethan, and Toby Alexander-Smith plays Mr. Bingley. Uh, the IMDb synopsis says Harriet, who thinks that no real man compares to Mr. Darcy, is transported into Pride and Prejudice and gets an unexpected chance to find out. Um, the end. Yeah, the end. <laughs> now, um, I did also chuckle when I saw Eliza Bennett yeah. on the screen. I was like, wait, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. That's really funny. So Elizabeth Bennett is the main character in Pride and Prejudice. The actress's mm-hmm. name, Eliza Bennett, or the actress Eliza Bennett, like that's her name, is the main character who plays Harriet, who... Yeah. Anyway, so we'll kind of dive in and just talk it through. But uh, like I said, this is a Hallmark movie, a true Hallmark movie. I don't yeah. think it was mis- Movies and Mysteries. I think it was just straight up Hallmark. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because we watched it on Hallmark Movies Now. Yeah. Um, and I, every movie on Hallmark Movies Now, like, just doesn't have commercials, which is great. But I feel like sometimes when we would watch Movies and Mysteries on Friendly, they wouldn't always have commercials. But mm-hmm. like... So I couldn't really tell, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, this is just straight up, like, Hallmark original. Did it come out? When did it come out officially? Like, well, I just you... I just looked at the details. It says the release date is February 17th, 2024. Today's the oh, 11th. Oh, so we have <laughs> for access, an exclusive. <laughs> we have the exclusive, yes. but we're just going to spoil it all before you get to watch right. it on Hallmark. Well, I was going to say, my friend Amanda, I was having dinner with her on Wednesday, and she was telling me that she saw a ton of, like, Jane Austen-inspired, you know, Hallmark movies were coming yeah. out this month, so she was like, record? So, I kind of had it on my mind. Literally yesterday, I was like, Emily, what movie are we watching? And yeah. when I pulled up Hallmark Movies Now, the app, it was the first thing. It looked so cute. I was like, heck yeah. yeah. So, anyway, I don't know when it technically came out, because that was the amount of, like, research I did. But uh, I would guess it was this month, you know, that it came out because, you know, the month of love. So, well, and I feel like, I don't know, I did this last February too, like last Valentine's Day. I wanted to watch Jane, something Jane Austen-esque, whether it was Pride and Prejudice or like even Bridgerton I would have gone with, but it's just that whole era that I wanted to like dive into. Um, And so I feel like it's just very appropriate, especially for February and like, I don't know. It almost feels like the resurgence of like the coquette style lately with like bows and it's like hyper feminine and girly and pretty. And I just love it. And I, and I like love the pride and prejudice of it all. So this was the perfect movie. For it us. really was. And if you're a huge pride and prejudice fan, first off, you'll enjoy this episode. Second off, I have a fun little surprise thing that I recommend to everybody who loves pride and prejudice at the end of the episode. So stay tuned Ooh. for that. Um, but to kind of kick us off talking it through, we have, so Harriet is an author experiencing writer's block. She works in a bookstore and talks wistfully about pride and prejudice and the ever so perfect Mr. Darcy. Loves it. She loves it so much. She is dating Ethan, who is the world's nicest human being, and she isn't satisfied. (laughs) Ethan sets up this romantic dinner to celebrate their three year anniversary. Which I loved how he was, like, so annoyed that they weren't at the finest table. And she was like, it's fine. You know, no big deal. Yeah. Um, but the reason he was, like, frustrated about it is because it turns out that he has actually set up an evening where he is going to propose. And when yeah. he goes down on one knee giving a beautiful speech about how much he loves Harriet after she walked through display after display after display of cute photos really? and inside jokes and flowers, she says, Maybe. I love the way that they did that because they set up this beautiful proposal and 
he had like some of her coworkers there to have balloons that said marry me and he gets down on one knee after he had just sung um a foreigner song and they were talking about foreigner at their dinner super cute interaction and they were at dinner and i was like okay so he's gonna break up with her now like i didn't know what was gonna happen and the like the way they did it they built it up so high this beautiful heartfelt engagement and then the next scene she's like with her two girlfriends drinking a bottle of wine and she's like maybe i said maybe yep and it was the perfect like there was yeah and there's a moment when her coworkers are standing there and it's like awkward silence where they're mm-hmm. all holding the like m a r r y m e like question mark balloons and one of the just balloons there with him like on, starts on floating money. yeah one of the balloons like floats away and it's just kind of this awkward moment and i was like that was perfect like that was That's so perfectly so done the timing um so when her friends ask her why she didn't say yes she says that mr darcy is her standard that she wanted to be swept away by some stranger to which her friend says that is kidnapping not love <laughs> no <laughs> so you're like you just described a kidnapping yes i was cracking her friends were so funny to me and that whole interaction was so good because i was like that's that is normal girl hangout you know like yeah Sometimes you're letting your little, like, Delulu friend be Delulu, and other times you're like, that is kidnapping. Like, stop glorifying that. (laughs) Yeah, like, if you were with a a not good person and they proposed and you didn't know for valid reasons, it's like, okay, yeah, like, be Delulu for a second. But, like, clearly he's a great guy who loves her so much, and, like, we, we don't get any, like, indication that he's not perfect for her. And then so her friends are like um that's crazy yeah well <laughs> and like crazy. i would say in her reasoning you know some you gotta have your friends backs and like even if they're yeah. a little bit crazy you're like okay you know if you if if my friend was dating somebody phenomenal and she was like hesitant i yeah. wouldn't be trying to you know convince her to go and marry somebody because that's a serious thing you know True. and i'm not i you know i might talk them through like their craziness but um you do have to kind of have your friends back and say, okay, you know, I want you to be happy and I want you to do the right thing. And if this doesn't feel right, you know, whatever. But when she was kind of wistfully talking about Mr. Darcy, they're like, that's a fictional character, you know? Yeah. And then the kidnapping joke, I was like, absolute perfection. It was perfect. Because you're like, well, let me just knock this girl's delusions off a little bit. Like, down a, little, yeah. <laughs> down a few Bring notches. Bring you down to earth a little bit here. <laughs> like, truly. I love that. Yep. So, uh, she wishes on a shooting star that she could have her Mr. Darcy. She falls asleep in the cab ride home and wakes up in a horse-drawn carriage. She arrives at Longbourn, the Bennett's house. She meets Mrs. Bennett, Mr. Bennett, Elizabeth, Jane, Mary, Lydia, and Kenny, Kitty Bennett, and she fully believes that she's in one of those Jane Austen reenactments. The Bennett's referred to Harriet as their American cousin, which I loved that. I love that they just, yeah. like, did such a good job of making it make sense why she was there and she was, like, mm-hmm. a part of the story. Um, and Harriet thinks that Ethan has set all of this up for her. So she half-heartedly heartedly joins in what she thinks is the ruse. But after having to wear a corset and smelling all the awful smells of the town and farm, she starts to second guess that this is some random experience. And, like, I really enjoyed kind of watching her go from fully being like, oh, oh okay, okay, I'll play my part. You yeah, know, and yeah. people are looking at her like, what the frick? And then to her hesitating in some moments, or even like putting the corset on, she was like, "Why are you doing this? I just need to sit down." They're like, "No, it's better to stand." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it was so like family already. Yes. Like they had no question why she was there at all. Right. And so it was very. We didn't have that weird secondhand embarrassment of like her just inserting herself into a story. It, it was like, 
a real reason. Yeah, I that. I don't enjoy those because then it's like then on the fly they have to make up why they're there and she wouldn't have believed that she actually was there. So I thought it was mm-hmm. brilliant to have her be yeah. a, an American cousin and her not having an accent, you know, mm-hmm. just like it made sense and it was so quick and easy and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I loved watching her go from complete belief that this is an experience thing to moments where she was like what and then there was this moment when she went there are no airplanes there are no Mm -hmm. power lines and it's like you watch as she realizes this is legit i'm here you know yeah and it was over the course of several was it several days yeah like several days where she's experiencing various things like waking up to a rooster's crow you know every morning Mm -hmm. like panic waking up which i was like relatable uh, yeah. but I loved like the subtle things that st- she, that took away from the romantic vibes of, you know, yeah. we, we romanticize all the little outfits that they wear. And yet she was so flippant uncomfortable, you know, wearing, yeah. wearing those dresses and then walking through town and she's walking by the pigs and she's about to gag, you know? And it's like, yeah, because towns smelled awful. Like they, and, so bad. and then, um, she said, where's the bathroom? And they were like, oh, we use the basin, you know, or the, whatever it was. And she was like, oh, that's what that smells. <laughs> like she's in the carriage and she was like how do you guys help the nausea and they're like what? and she's yeah. like don't worry about it because <laughs> like, it's yeah. nauseous the whole carriage ride yep and so all those things kind of play into her going from this is fake to holy crap this is real and it happens slow enough that you're going wow okay I really appreciate all the detail but fast enough that you're not yeah. annoyed uh okay okay i just read that so she goes to the ball where darcy and bingley first appear and is swoony about darcy which i don't blame her because he was they did a good job very attractive um and him oh and yeah i was oh, like yeah. wow like i was like so oh. cute i don't know i know uh but anytime she gets close to him she can't shut up about Ethan. <laughs> But Darcy, but Darcy is mesmerized with Harriet and proposes after 12 minutes of hanging out with so her. So funny because like just knowing how Darcy is like the whole story of Pride and Prejudice. And then immediately he's like just enamored and so romantic. Yeah. And you're like, that's not right. But that's funny. <laughs> well, and like for, you know, people who love the uh, so Pride and Prejudice is like my number you were one the, favorite the pride movie. and prejudice stan out of this love group. i love pride and prejudice and <laughs> this group the two of us um but i loved there was a moment when he goes marry me and then when i'm writing correspondence you can just take a turn about the room you can observe <laughs> <laughs> yes and it was so funny because it's like such a nod to like the dumb scene where um caroline bingley is like elizabeth take a turn about the room <laughs> with me and she's like what the frick and so Anyway, you're just kind of like cracking up because he's saying that to mm-hmm. Harriet. Um, but yeah, they, you know, at one point she took a stroll and he was like, hi. And she like jumped. She's like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, they talked for a few minutes, whatever, but she was still in like, this isn't real yeah. yeah. kind of land, you know? So she's talking about Ethan thinking everybody knows who mm-hmm. Ethan is. And then she talks about reading books and he likes that about her, which, you know, that was a nod to the mm-hmm. movie as well, to Pride and Prejudice. Anyway, and the book and just everything. So there was kind of a common thread where there was, I, I, I didn't catch the title of the book, but there was apparently a book that Jane Austen 
um, read and like it inspired her to write Pride Mm -hmm. and Prejudice. And she found that book in the library at Netherfield, I think, um, which is where Bingley was staying. Um, And so Darcy was staying with him. And at one point, Darcy gives it to her. And then later when she returns, because spoiler alert, she returns back to normal modern day. Uh, she still mm-hmm. has it and that was kind of her n- sign of like it wasn't yeah. just a dream which I kind of appreciated but anyway so Harriet tells Jane and Lizzie that she can see into the future I thought that so was hilarious funny. yeah uh, Jane is excited to hear she and Bingley are going to be married Lizzie is horrified so to hear that she and Darcy are going to yes. get together uh, some twists on the original story kept me on my toes for sure, like Mr. Collins proposing to Mary or Lizzie falling for Wickham and running away with him. I, as a Pride and Prejudice, huge super fan, loved this movie. Yeah. Like, they they honored Jane Austen. They did not make fun of stuff. I really appreciate that. They were not making fun of things. They were honestly, like, playing into the story very well. And they told, basically, the entire Pride and Prejudice story so yeah. fast but not I didn't feel yeah. rushed. I felt like um it was it was more like oh wait, what about Charlotte? Like what, you know, Mr. Collins is supposed to propose to Charlotte. And then what about Lady Catherine of De Bur- Lady Catherine de Bourgh? <laughs> um what about, you know, all these different things and Wickham, you know, and Lydia and whatever. And the way that they just kind of like mushed a few storylines yeah. together made it make sense make it made it make sense because then Harriet was in this like panic of, "Oh no, I've accidentally like screwed up these really important storylines yeah. and then um i yeah, i just didn't know what was going to happen next several yeah times. and i am not like as super familiar with pride and prejudice obviously i've seen like the iconic moments i watched it a long time ago like i'm aware of the storyline but like very specific things i wouldn't have really known so for me coming from it with like a, a big appreciation for pride and prejudice um but not as familiar like i i then walked away being like oh yeah that helped clear up some things or like, I remember that about the storyline and who ends up with who and kind of like the, the issue with like Wickham and his finances and like the, the mis the misunderstandings and like, but like, I like how she was the one who was like, no, we're going to make this, like, we're going to fix it. Cause anything with like, yeah like a time travel situation and there's like a butterfly effect or like changing the story a little bit. And like, as I saw, um, Darcy kind of falling in love with Harriet or so he thought I was like no but you can't I can't root for this because then that throws off the whole story like what happens so I really like how they did it because we like Ethan we do we like Ethan Ethan. and we don't like we don't like movies Mm -hmm. where there's cheating so like that is a double whammy Mm -hmm. for us where I was conflicted as well reading well two seconds into the movie where I liked Ethan I went "Ooh, how am I gonna feel Mm -hmm. about this movie you know and it kind of became quickly, like, I quickly realized, okay, her role, the purpose of this movie is going to be, and, and her going back to, you know, um, or into the story of Pride and Prejudice, is to help her realize what she mm-hmm. has, you know, and appreciate what she has and stop romanticizing fiction. Um or overly romanticizing, you know, these stories and, and being like, I wish my life was mm-hmm. like that. Because when her life was like that, she did not yeah. enjoy it. She was not thriving. Um, her and Lizzie Bennett were cracking me up because um, Elizabeth Bennett saw Harriet as like ruining her Meddling life. and like getting in everybody's business yes. when she was literally just trying to write yes. the st- rewrite the story that she messed up. 
Exactly. And so you have all these like, th- you know, aspects where Lizzie with with her quippy, you know, little things that she mm-hmm. would say and her very independent attitude was coming at Harriet. But at the same time, Harriet's like, mm, kind yeah, of that one. Um, <laughs> and so you're just yeah, you're kind of going as a standalone movie. This is mm-hmm. hilarious. And as a nod to Pride and Prejudice, this is very well done. I watched it going, obviously, the person who wrote this entire thing loves Pride and Prejudice. Like, and doesn't love it to where you were sitting there going, it's fantastic. Actually loves it the way I do, where you're kind of watching it going, you know, um, I don't see Mr. Darcy as a great person. I don't, you know, romanticize the idea of Jane and Bingley after a couple of dances, you know, falling yeah. in love. What I do love is how both Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth Bennet both have pride and prejudice that they both have to mm-hmm. lay down. And because they both lay that down, a lot of really positive dominoes yeah. fall, you know, and they're able to like sort through stuff. And it doesn't change the fact that at the beginning of the movie, Darcy is so flippin' prideful and prejudicial. And so is Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Bennet. You know, she's like, basically all men are the worst. And, oh, because he has money, he's extra the worst. Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh my gosh. So, really, really loved it. And just loved all the, like, moments where she was like, I promise this is gonna I was literally gonna say that. Because, like, one of the parts (laughs) made me laugh so hard. It was towards the end. It was after, was it Collins? Is that his name? He, Mr. Collins, he like wrote about like breaking the engagement yeah and so the mom was like faint you know everybody's fanning the mom and like faint on the couch and they're like enjoying this picnic and she goes no i prom this is a good thing and then the next scene yeah. they're all in like the sitting room and they're like fanning the mom and it's like really silly and kind of dramatic and then um when bingley and darcy pull like arrive pull up they're on horseback <laughs> they arrive um, yep. she's like, took you long enough. Like she knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and little silly yep. things too. Like I love, um, I love movies like this and then like, uh, little women where there's just like group, a group of sisters and like a group of girls just like being so just cozy together and like silly. And it just is a really good representation of like a family unit. And so like that particular scene was when Bingley came back to, um, propose, to Jane. I'm like Jane. trying to remember all these mm-hmm. names. Proposed to Jane and like yeah. apologized basically for leaving and all this stuff. And he wanted her um like to meet privately with her. And so like all the sisters like stack their heads up in the open crack yep. of the door. And it's just so funny to me. Cause then they yeah. like they're just trying to like get in all the business. It's just so funny to me. And I love how that was it, the chemistry felt really nice between everybody. Um it made me giggle yeah. and I really like how, like, everybody interacted with each other the whole time. Well, and the apology that Darcy gives to Elizabeth. So Elizabeth was who basically had to be saved mm-hmm. from Wickham. But all they had done was gone down the street to, like, yeah. the church. Um, And they barge in, and Darcy's like, you know, Wickham, don't do this. I'll pay. I'll basically pay mm-hmm. you off. And she goes, how dare you insult mine and Wickham's love? And then he said, 40,000 40 pounds. 40, yeah, pounds. literally. <laughs> And like, and she was like, Wickham, what the heck? And then they're in the carriage and she's all embarrassed. And Darcy's like, don't be embarrassed. He does this. And they have like cute little moments. And then he brings Bingley 
to apologize to Jane and propose. And then um, Elizabeth meets Darcy outside and he goes, I am so sorry. I, I convinced my friend that Jane had disdain towards him like you have mm-hmm. towards me or something. Disdain might not have been the word, but it was something yeah. like that. And then in just the best Elizabeth Bennett way, she uses that word and says basically like, well, that's not how I would yeah, put it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like that's not exactly how I feel. And he goes, really? And, you know, then he proposes. So fast. And so honestly, you know, I'm realizing Jane Austen, it's, it's all the story. Um, <laughs> Truly. So- <laughs> Like, I'm 27 hmm. years and, old. <laughs> and, uh, I'm no prospects, and I'm a, already a burden to my parents. I'm and I'm frightened. And I'm frightened, Lizzie. So don't you judge me. Don't you dare judge me. Which it's so funny because okay, so Charlotte is barely a part of the story. She's in it mm-hmm. a, a little bit. But what's hilarious is Harriet is in her late 20s and they make a few jokes about like, not all of us are so lucky, Harriet, to say, you know, to turn down a proposal from a perfectly good, you know, man or yes. something like that. And and then they call An her old like maid. old, like several times. She's t- like, yeah, had just times. fainted realizing that she's like in this story for real. She's on the, on the Shays lounge. She had a couple moments like that, which was so funny to me. She's on the Shays lounge with like, yeah a rag over her eyes and she um lizzie and and jane are like whispering standing right next to her and they're like maybe all this fainting is due to her her like age basically oh, her and yeah. she's like you know i can hear you right and then they immediately like oh are you okay they like fawn down to her and it's so <laughs> yeah. funny like yeah they just got it right they did yeah. such a good job at those yeah. subtle or like <laughs> funny parts i've thought of this several times so if so the book um when Jane rides to have lunch with Caroline Bingley and she gets sick and she has to stay at Netherfield for a few days. And that was Mrs. Bennett's like mm-hmm. plan, you know, was to like make her stay there. It was kind of towards the beginning of the story. And Elizabeth goes, you know, to like check on Jane and to bring her back when she's well. Well, Elizabeth has to stay for several days, if not like a week or more. I can't remember exactly. So she gets to know Caroline Bingley even more than she already did and very much was like, oh, you're the worst person. And several of Bingley's sisters are actually there. So Caroline Bingley isn't the only sister and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So that's part of the book. And the way it talked about things, I was like, this sounds like the most boring experience of anyone's mm-hmm. lives. And it's them just sitting in the parlor, mm-hmm. reading and, you know, talking and basically waiting for the guys who were hunting to mm-hmm. come back. You know, like, that's what they were doing the whole time. And in this movie, an American, is it American comes an American to in Austin. Austin or goes American in Austin? Um, there's a scene where Lizzie has gone up to check on Jane at Netherfield and Harriet walked over with Lizzie and made like a joke about they're going to hate that there's mud, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, because Caroline Bingley talks about that in the book and the movie. And um she's sitting in the parlor and that's when she and darcy are actually kind of the first time they're getting to know each other a little bit but it is complete silence and she's sitting there with like no Mm -hmm. book caroline bingley is standing at the like fireplace staring off into nothingness darcy is casually reading a book and she is just sitting there bored to tears and i was just like eating a snack i was like that is (laughs) yeah i was like that's exactly what i've thought Every time I watch these movies is how boring of an existence. Just sitting there. <laughs> like, at least read a book or something. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like you said I before, mean, it's, like, all of the 
it's romanticized in a way, but then it's like you're brought back down to reality a little bit. Um, and those moments too, where it's just like so incredibly awkward is like acknowledged and it's, it's not just glazed over. <laughs> so I was like, right. no, I like this. Cause you can tell yeah, she's like, like this. stuck yeah. in this story. Um, and just trying to make the best of it. She also quoted Taylor Swift and I need, I, I was mean, waiting to bring that up and I, I need to talk about Okay, this is actually, this is the perfect moment. Why don't you okay. set up that She's basically, moment. like, praying to get out of this story. Yeah. And, it you know, she does the whole, like, okay, I, I don't know really who to talk to or, like, whatever. Um, she's like, hi. She's like, it, hey, she said, hey, hi, it's, it's me. me. And then she goes, um, the problem is me. And she's like, really, a voice of our generation. <laughs> and she just continues <laughs> her little prayer. And I was like, no way. It made me so happy. I busted out yes. laughing. I was like, there's no way. Well, that reference was hilarious on its own. But also, the fact that she was like, at the point in the story, uh, in the movie, yes, but also in the story of Pride and Prejudice and, and then in her own life going, I'm right. the problem. Like... <laughs> I have problems. I am the problem. I she suck. Goes, you know, whatever. Problem is me. <laughs> really the voice of our generation. Um. Anyway, so like if I could yeah. go back home, I'd really appreciate it. It would be so nice. <laughs> and then like really yeah. heartfelt. And then I, I do like it. It's yeah. like once she set the story right and kind of learned her lesson of like, well, she had this really nice um, moment with the mother too, where she had just gotten back yes. from London and Jane had like confessed her love to Bingley and and it didn't work and she was like that's really not how I saw that going comes back and um the mother was saying like yeah Lizzie and I just got into a really big argument because she just accused me of only of not caring about my daughter's like happiness as well as only caring about like what they get out of a marriage or what our family benefits out of it and she was like crying and she was basically like I just want them to be like secure like safety and security and isn't that such a great foundation for love? And I was like, gosh, that's, yeah. I mean, a little misguided in well, your approach, I guess. But, like, yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> but also, she's not yeah. wrong, especially at that time. Um, the Little Women movie that came out that Greta Gerwig did um, with um, Saoirse Ronan and um, Emma Watson and... Uh, Florence Pugh mm-hmm. is that her name anyway she, it came out a few years ago and um, the Saoirse Ronan played Joe and Joe March and she's like you know women can write yeah. and they have brains and they have you know perspectives and whatever and then it cuts to or you know at one point Amy is also looking at Laurie going I am a woman, and even if I made money, it would belong to my mm-hmm. husband. Yeah. And so I am not sorry that I want to marry well. I am not sorry that I want to marry rich. I want to be well off. I don't want to be scared. I don't want to be stressed out, you know, whatever. And so you got these two things going, but basically acknowledging I am more than, you know, the person that I would marry, but this time period does not allow mm-hmm. for that. And so, you know, with Mrs. Bennett always, like, freaking out about it, I always loved, because the book does it, the movies do it, and then this movie did it really well, where you have that humanity side, where it's like, she was, she's such an annoying character 
And at the same time, if I had five daughters and the only way for them to not be destitute Mm -hmm. is for them to marry well, I would be in a frenzy every time a ball happened as well. (laughs) Um, Imagine the prep time for all that. (laughs) And Uh like Uh the pressure of being like, okay, well, let's check you off the list. And she was always like introducing them in order of age and like eligibility. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, literally. This is our cousin, the yeah. eldest, back a, here. The the eldest. That was so She's like funny. 30. Or um, like... But there was something that Harriet said. It was very subtle where it was like, I wish my mother would have cared. Yeah. And that was never explored or explained. But and maybe if it had been explained just a slight you know, bit more, I would have appreciated that. But it kind of then made me go, I wonder if that's what's playing into her like hesitation mm-hmm. with Ethan. Um because she doesn't, maybe she doesn't, like, have a good view of love or something. But we have to interpret a lot with that. So I'm not exactly sure, like, what what we were supposed to assume Yeah, that. yeah. And so. I didn't, I don't, I didn't even think about it, to be perfectly honest, of it having more meaning than that. But, like, it could have. And I think that's, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool about it is, like, we could interpret it in a way that we wanted to. And it could have been, like, applicable to many different perspectives. So, like, the audience seeing the movie could probably like apply that yeah. or it could have just been like a moment of like comfort like of her yeah. just assuring the mom like you're you're doing okay like you're doing a good job it's you're you know right i i did think like it would have been hilarious if mrs bennett had been like you're talking about my sister since like that was technically her that's so true. anyway um no yeah. i really i really liked it and i think it it yeah. kicked us off on a really good note for coming back into it um yeah and the ending was so sweet like you said like once she righted the story a little bit and everybody kind of ended up with who they were supposed to she goes to sleep and she wakes up in the back of the cab and i love that she was still like in her nightgown um she wasn't in the same outfit that she arrived in but she still had like her sweater her purse and her phone she's in the back of the cab and she wakes up and she also has a book and so like it was a perfect thing of like no you really did that and she goes i'm home and then the cabbie is like yeah get out of here basically like scram yep she's like can you take me to my boyfriend's house instead and he was like no so she like gets out and she gets one of those (laughs) scooter things and she has to download the app and she was like this is almost more inconvenient than the horses. And then like yes. scooters her way over there and has this really like heartfelt, she's like on the buzzer and um, pouring her heart and soul out. And he like rounds the corner. And so he gets to hear everything in person. I love little moments like that. Um, and then they have like a nice conversation too, where he's kind of just like, he's still under the impression that she kind of just said no. Um is what I gathered because he was saying like, well, I'm glad you found what you needed because she was talking about the book and she was like, I've been on a journey tonight, an emotional one. You wouldn't like, it was a go, went back really far. Um, and he was like, well, it sounds like you got everything you need and, or something. And she was like, no, like all I need is, is like you and this, and this is all the inspiration I need. And so she then proposes to him in a way she's like, will you marry me? And he goes, maybe, and then they kiss Maybe. and she's like, wait, but is that a yes? And I thought that was so sweet. Cause like, I also love the fact that like some people really appreciate big kind of elaborate p- proposals. I wouldn't say what he did was like, it was elaborate, but it wasn't like a big public display. Um, but then like they had that really sweet moment together, just like on the front porch of his like apartment building. Um, and that was just, I don't know. I felt like the, the mm-hmm. nice little bow was like tied nicely. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yay, love. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and they, so they, they get engaged and then she, like it ends with her reading, doing a book reading, um, in probably the bookstore mm-hmm. that she worked um, now that I think about it. Um, and the book is called An American yeah. in Austin. And he stands up, which the whole like, you know, standing ovation thing. I was like, for a book reading, that would never happen. <laughs> um, but as he's clapping, I noticed that he had a wedding mm-hmm. band. So I, I think like, her oh, last name was now. like hyphenated or something. Um, gotcha. And then okay. it was super sweet. He was kind of like mouthing the words like as she finished uh, the line yeah. or whatever, because it was she was kind of reading about like their moment. It yeah. sounded like she just wrote yeah. about her whole story, maybe. And then um, he was like mouthing the words like with her so sweet and um i loved it i thought it was so good so i think this is probably one of my favorite hallmark movies yeah. that i've seen as far as like the more modern versions of you know or modern ones that hallmark makes because the um costuming so 10 good. out of 10 the like lighting and uh locations and even the um, coloring of how it looked when she was in like modern yeah. day versus like when she was in kind of the Pride and Prejudice um, storyline, they were different enough that you you definitely noticed. Um, and then, you know, or not even noticed like the lighting changed, but it's like oh, this is mm-hmm. the story. You know, this is the story time. Um, all of the actors, Tanata, so good. Like what they brought to the table was so good. So good. The the twists and turns were just enough. That you were kind of with Harriet going, wait a minute, that's not how mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. And then the the um, respect, you know, towards the Pride and Prejudice story where it wasn't making fun of it. It was like really just, you know, kind of touching on some of the things that maybe get missed as far as like how awful corsets mm-hmm. are. Um, and, you know, things like that. And then also just, you know, that romanticizing something that isn't real versus what you actually have mm-hmm. that's real and then there wasn't cheating yeah. there wasn't you know um every time that she could have been swoony about you know darcy and in, like in this inappropriate way like i said she just couldn't shut up about ethan i was like girl you are in love like what are what are you doing comparing him yeah. to darcy um and then just kind of the way things like kind of wrapped up were so satisfying and like I don't know. I you knew that they were gonna wrap up, but I didn't really know how. And I I love that every dang time. Yeah. So, as a Pride and Prejudice like super fan, I really loved it. And um, as a Hallmark fan, I was like, wow, yeah. like they just did such a good job. I was job. surprised. I um, so I went to brunch this morning. I like started some of it this morning, about half of it went to brunch and I was telling my friends at brunch about it. I was like, I'm actually watching this movie, and it's so it's a Hallmark movie, but it's it's like different than any Hallmark movie I think we've ever really covered. Like we did cover one, um, about like a Jane Austen. It was where our, you know, the influencer kind of got a role in this movie and was trying to figure out was it becoming, becoming Mrs. Bennett or like, I don't know. Yeah. Something Um, like that. Mm -hmm. And so that touched on a little bit of something, but I, this is feels, I mean like some Christmas movies where you go back in time or like you go into a different storyline or something and then you have to write, you have to write it so that you can get back into your own story and stuff. Um, so it took stuff like that and made it so, like you said, it just like honored Pride and Prejudice and it just like seamlessly kind of like interwoven the hallmark with like, 
the other style and I thought it was so well done um and just very different from what I've seen from Hallmark and I really hope we like this was so good and I want more storylines like this where it's not so predictable that it's like oh you break up with your crappy boyfriend and you move and then you do this and then you're together with your new guy and like all that right it was just yeah unpredictable well I must say (laughs) the production company is called Purple Crayon Entertainment um I'm trying to see who the director was Claire Nieder Prum um, the writer was Cameron uh, Johan or Johan. Um, whoever you are, you're our favorite. It's such now. a good job. So I'm kind of curious because I want to start paying attention to yeah. that more to see if like there are themes uh, with who directs and writes and produces the movies that we yeah. really like. Uh, because I wonder if that will come out at Christmas time if we start noticing which ones they direct yeah. and write because I bet you that'll be a determining factor on like which ones we mm-hmm. really like um, or a, a, an indicator of ones that we probably will yeah. like so anyway I gotta say I don't know if I can give this like a 10 out of 10 just because like perfection you know whatever but it's it's like a 9.9 so, I mean 10. it is it's so good. Like, I just cannot recommend so it good. enough. I think everyone will really yeah, like it. Yeah, especially at this time of the year. Like, if you're in the mood for something just, you know, romantic and silly and, like, I definitely laughed and I was kind of, like, on – I was intrigued because I was like, how is this going to end? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you said, the costuming, um, everybody just looked – it just looked beautiful to look at, too. So I, I think it was really yeah. well done in the production aspect of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Haley watched it with me. She was uh, making dinner, mm-hmm. actually. Well, she watched it. And uh, she was fully engrossed and said multiple times, man, this is actually right. really good. So my 15-year-old really liked it. And she is just as critical as we can be about Hallmark yeah. movies. Uh, and then I really liked it. As a Pride and Prejudice super fan, I really liked it. And then Emily, as somebody who appreciates yeah. it but isn't, like, diehard about it, um, mm-hmm. pun intended, I, like, she yeah. liked it, too. So... Anybody really on that spectrum will enjoy this movie. Highly recommend. We watched it on Hallmark Movies Now. You can also watch it probably on the Friendly app. I didn't didn't even look, to be honest with you. And according to the World Wide Web, it comes out in six days, but it is already out. So there's your exclusive, everyone, (laughs) from from us. (laughs) Yes, from us. But I wanted to give my little teaser that I talked about in the beginning, give, you know, the answer to that. Uh, There is a three-part series on Amazon Prime called death comes to pemberley and it is a kind of mystery that is surrounding a death that happens on the grounds of mm-hmm. pemberley estate which is what mr darcy mm-hmm. owns and it is after pride and prejudice so darcy and elizabeth are married and um, they actually i think they have a couple of young kids and uh mr wickham is accused of and so super interesting they do such a good job i think it's a bbc production because a lot of bbc actors are like in it it's very like well acted well scripted well done highly recommend it i just looked yesterday because i was telling my friends tori and amanda about it sent it to them and it was uh i'm gonna say it was free on amazon prime so anyway highly recommend it and i think that they're like an hour each so it's a chunk of time but kind of a nice thing to do like you know in the evening while you're I making dinner that. or something to watch. I love that. Um, yeah. One of my friends today yeah. was talking about, there's a show on uh, Max, like HBO, uh, called Austin Land. And yes. I, I don't funny. have um, yeah. like HBO, so I've never seen it, but apparently Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Um, and it's really funny. And it's, she yes. gets like, she's in an actual like 
um, Jane Austen like immersion type experience in Correct. London, right? Like, so I that's all I know yes. about it. So I mean, but Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> Yeah, so my mom recommended it to me years ago, and I watched it cackled. So funny. Like, it's very funny. I mean, absolutely recommend. Basically, anything Jane Austen this month is going to yeah. be a good one. But, yeah, that it's very funny because, yes, it's one of those experiences you can go to, and yet there's also some, like, kind of romance happening. And, I love that. Yeah, it's fun. So then, yeah, you got yep. all the things to watch if, you wanna, if you're just hung- hungering yep. for some more Jane Austen. There you go. Well, that is our recommendation. Go watch it. Let us know what you think. Um, but moving on, what are your Super Bowl um, I was invited to a, I'm going to quote unquote Super Bowl party. Um, it's called, so she made this really cute. She's a graphic designer. She made this like invite that says in, um, I'm in my end game era. And <laughs> um, basically it's a bunch of girls coming together with the super bowl on in the background and we want like make like friendship bracelets and stuff and just hang out and gab um so i'll probably go to that for just a tiny bit um but i do step into my monday through friday this week so you girls got i would have had work today this is so nice recording so much earlier and i went to brunch and everything like it's nice having a sunday like it's literally it's, it's literally light out right it's now. gloomy here today though it's like the perfect hunker mm-hmm. down type night yeah i will say though this is awful but if it does start raining again i'm just gonna stay home and be like <laughs> i did one thing today <laughs> yeah well i you know for all those listening who are you know lovers of taylor swift or haters of taylor swift i just gotta say I love that more people are getting into yeah. the Super Bowl this year uh, because of it. And, you know, Super Bowl every year. I don't know why people forget this, but every year it's like, you can go because you like food. You can go because you like mm-hmm. the commercials. You can go because of the halftime show. And then you can go because you like football. You can go for all of the above, one or two of the above. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And for me, who has been a football fan since, like, sometime in high school, I really, you know, got into it. Years before that, my parents would have this massive Super Bowl party mm-hmm. at our house. My mom would make this huge pot of chili. Oh, Everybody would be in their basement, like, whatever. But half of us were outside playing football, like, mm-hmm. in the dark. And the other half were inside watching it. We'd run in. We'd watch different things. Sometimes we'd watch the halftime show. But after the whole Justin Timberlake pulling off the girl's yeah. shirt thing, we weren't. Justice we didn't for have Janet. it on anymore. Um, literally. And, um... And we were definitely that house that did, like, a devotion <laughs> during cap time. <laughs> um, but we usually had, like, the youth group over, so that's kind of why. But anyway, for years, like, I would watch the game. Other years, I wouldn't watch mm-hmm. the game, you know, whatever. So I am definitely one that's like, just go and have a good time. Uh, I'm kind of loving that a bunch of girls are, you know, taking over, if you will, with, like, Taylor Swift stuff. And I highly doubt, she, and I don't even know, have you seen any social media to say that she absolutely is on location no, right now? I haven't like, really have seen anything? Okay. peeked at it, but I know she just did four shows yeah. in Tokyo, so. I know. Girl's probably like, tired. But, you know, she's a bajillionaire who has a private jet that she can sleep on. So <laughs> I mean, just nap on the private jet <laughs> with all of your yeah. carbon so People were doing, like, deep dives where they were like, you know, what kind... Her private jet doesn't have the bathroom, though, or the, the shower, because that's an extra, like, weight, you know, because of the water. And so she, and I'm like, so she will get off, go to her, like, huge, mon- hu- hu- or huge uh, hotel yeah. suite, 
that is probably like 12 seconds away from the actual stadium take the longest shower of her life she will have slept the whole night on the plane because she will have probably a full cool literally she's okay like she'll be fine she is also if she's late she's probably the best at taking she's late she's late (laughs) yeah she's not they're not relying on her he wasn't Um, at the grammys so like it's fine (laughs) yeah which you know i liked that i like that you know he was sitting there going, I got a Super Bowl to prepare yeah. for. And I respect it. I, It sucks because you, you, I like seeing them together supporting each other in their things. But he goes to her mm-hmm. concerts. Like, he supports her. There's, you know, it's two-way street. Um, But in that vein – oh, wait. Let me explain what I'm going to do for Super Bowl Sunday. And then we can talk about her oh new my. album. Uh, I am going to my friend Amanda's house tonight. I'm in charge of getting sweets slash junk food. And I put myself yeah. in charge of that. Nobody asked me for it, but I said, I'm going to get junk. And she said, I think I'm just going to be in my pajamas working on a puzzle if you want to come. And I said, sign me up. <laughs> so I'm like, probably going to bring my uh, cross stitch and work on that. She's making tacos. We're going to have chips and salsa. I'm probably going to get like queso and Oreos and yes. candy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So I'm very excited about it, but I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm hoping that the Chiefs win. Uh, who are you? Who are you predicting? Uh, it's wins? hard for me to do predictions because, like, I want the Chiefs to win, but I know that, like, they're both great teams. Like, I didn't follow really any of their yeah. seasons. I am just, I hope both teams have fun. Um, no, oh I, I would like the Chiefs to win, but, like, I will see what happens. Like, I'm not partial in that way. Yeah, I will say watching the Super Bowl and your team not being there is actually way more fun than when your mm-hmm. team is there. It's stressful. So, yeah, I hope the Chiefs win. Uh, I really like them. I like Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. a lot, and his wife, Brittany, is a really just cool, solid person. Um, and I really like just their program. Yeah. yeah, so I hope they do well. I hope they win. Um, a lot of people are rooting against them because they hate Taylor Swift and the Chiefs have won. They won the last Super Bowl, but they've, I want to say they've gone in the last five years, they've gone. They've gone. Times. Yeah. So they've... they're, they're kind of like the Patriots. I get it. Like, yeah. people, you know, yeah. want to hate um, them. So. And I, I remember looking, I think it was, was it Detroit who had never been to the Super Bowl before? So I was, was kind of like hoping for them to actually like make it. Um, But the 49ers, yeah. mm-hmm. I believe, have like been there before so at this point Mm -hmm. i'm just like well you know we'll see like if detroit was there i would really want detroit to win because i'd be like the fact that you made it to a super bowl i would want you to win it like that'd be awesome so you know yeah so uh do you remember i think i've referenced it recently on here but do you remember the show home improvement with tim allen so it is set in michigan i don't know if Mm. you remember that and he wears uh you know michigan state schools like sweatshirts and stuff on the show and they talk about michigan whatever and there was a joke the other day where this woman uh the the middle son randy who's played by by jonathan Mm -hmm. taylor thomas um he's working in like this hospice unit thing like being like a volunteer and this really quippy fun you know snazzy little uh old woman said something and he said you know basically like or she said, you know, when when the Detroit Lions go to the Super Bowl, and he said, "You're gonna, I think you're gonna be alive for a long time," you know, or something yeah. like that. And I was howling because literally the day before they had lost in the playoffs this year, and I was like, "That was uh, in the '90s." He yeah. made that joke. In the '90s, we are almost 30 years away from that joke, 
and they still have not gone to the oh, Super Bowl. Give, give them a, a moment. Yeah. They need they need a time I for know. that to happen. <laughs> and they almost went to the Super Bowl three years ago, maybe two years ago. I can't remember. And people were like so hoping. No, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was them. I think anyway. Um, everybody was really hoping the Bills and the Lions are but two teams that either uh, like the Lions have mm-hmm. never gone and the Bills if they've gone I think it's like it's been like 50 time. years yeah. or something yeah well yeah which as a Tennessee Volunteers fan I understand the heartbreak that is watching a freaking team screw things up <laughs> I mean the, my dad's team they'll never go so it's all right he, <laughs> Who is it? he's the well Washington um but oh, I was about to okay. I'm gonna say yeah, it yeah. anyway because yeah. my dark humor is like he remembers them as the Redskins so they're always gonna be the Redskins and you know, <laughs> they are never going to the Super Bowl which you know I'm not gonna talk about it but there's controversy in the fact that they shouldn't have changed their name so you know fun fact he's got all the Redskins um, so we'll see paraphernalia because he, he wouldn't know who that. the commanders Good are for him. anyway so. yeah he's that no, ain't my team no that's really that's really funny that yeah you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh with you because I'm not gonna let you laugh alone. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they would never go anyway. But then, like his team is the Redskins, so they're no. never gonna go. It was literally I think it was like two years ago. Um, somebody posted this, and I looked it up to verify, but it was nosebleeds. But their nosebleeds were four dollars. Wow, for a game. Yeah, like now, like recently. Yeah, like two or three, <laughs> ago, two two That's seasons amazing. ago. Or yeah, I know. Um. And, you know, like, if they ever get good, it'll be, like, a random one-off, like, season. Which is how the flippin' Tennessee Volunteers right, right. Be, Where it's like, why? Um, it's just heartbreaking. We'll we'll beat, like, Alabama and Florida and Georgia. No, I think uh, a season ago we beat Florida and Bama, I think. Um, not Georgia. And then this season it was like, nope. It's so, the inconsistency that's, like, yeah. really frustrating. Because you're like, what is happening? Yep. What is going on that's so different yep. from a season ago? Yep. Well, that's enough football for today. Um, hope everybody had a good Super Bowl because you'll be yep. listening to this yep. after the fact and you'll be able to judge our cheering for the Chiefs versus this 49ers based on whether they win exactly. or lose. Um, and hopefully, you know, Taylor Swift is on a good amount, but, you know, not so much that all the dads, brads, and chads can just, you know, belly Literally. ache to all their poor wives. And I know and Usher killed it. So, I know Usher killed it. That's all I need. I mean, and did you hear that Bieber's yeah. there mm-hmm. right now? Of course oh, he would be. Like if I'm, he says he's going to bring a guest, Bieber's got to be one of them. I think he said two guests. I mean, well, here's my thing. If you're paying, which he, you know, every every uh, halftime show is paid for by the artist mm-hmm. who's doing it, which is, That's I don't understand that, to be honest with you. Silly. That makes no sense to me. But that is why you will see sometimes they are a little bit on the uh, simpler yeah. side, yeah. if you will, um, versus like huge, huge yeah. production. And that's why sometimes they will only have themselves singing versus having people mm-hmm. come. But just like uh, you know, podcasts you don't play you don't pay guests, you know, whatever. I would I would call up like Bieber, hey, I, I your entire career you. is because of me. Can you please yeah. do this? Yeah. Absolutely I would make that call. And even oh, and it, last week we could not remember who it was. It was Dr. Dre. Okay. Who did the Duh. like <laughs> nine, 90s nostalgic yeah you know uh halftime show or whatever him calling up like eminem 50 cent uh mary j blige like all these people i was like they're gonna be like yeah. you know that's an easy i um yeah i really want like t-pain to show up he's like on the up and up oh again gosh. with him singing without auto tune yeah he really is 
Well, and have you seen his uh, reels on Instagram lately where he's talking through? It's actually, he's such an articulate yeah. human. Like, you have to listen to him. But he talks through, like, why this song went this way versus why we did this. Or he's, he even said, if my name was on something, people would have an opinion on it. So I just asked for the royalties and said, you don't, don't even have to put mm-hmm. my name on it. And there's, like, apparently gospel songs that he's written, you know? And people are like, please tell us what Literally, those songs please, are. Literally, please, like, re-record so, and release them in your own voice. Imagine. It, just imagine. So, anyway, been really fun, like, even just listening to him talk yeah. through things. And I think that that's been kind of why, like, on TikTok and Reels, people are kind of rediscovering T-Pain yeah. going, wait, we need to... It's we like, need to obviously, to he stuff, could so. sing. Y'all didn't know that? It was auto-tune. But, like, yeah, exactly. he won the Masked Singer exactly. or something, and everybody was shocked. It's like, yeah, he'd been... That was the first he'd season. He'd been able to sing. Like... <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, and even auto-tune, if you think about when it came out versus when he was on the up and up for the, at the exact mm-hmm. same time. So it wasn't that he needed it. It was just a really popular yeah. tool, you know, and people liked listening yeah. to it. Hashtag Elsie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um... Tortured Poets Department is the new album that Taylor Swift is mm-hmm. coming out with. We don't have to dive into it because this is already a long enough episode. But Emily and I, last episode, understand, please, that we record on Sundays and release on Wednesdays. So sometimes things happen in between when we say things and when we hit publish. Yeah. <laughs> but on last week's episode, we were like, oh, Grammys, she's, is she going to announce reputation? Like everyone else in the world was thinking. And she gets her cute little butt up on stage and announces a brand, brand new stinking new album. Album. That nobody can remember the dang Everybody's name like, to the tortured lives. poets, the dead poet society. <laughs> well, because the dead poet society is, I know it's mm-hmm. a movie, but is it a, it's based on a book, yeah, right? I if I remember so. right. And so, and I think they talk about a book in the movie, if I also remember correctly. So anyway, so everybody wants to say poets society mm-hmm. then you have to remember it's not society it's department and then you have to remember it's not dead it's yeah. tortured <laughs> so everybody remembers poets Poets. i feel like everybody's <laughs> gonna like find a shorthand for the album name yeah. but it's the longest album name yeah. she's ever had so that's interesting yeah because they're all like mm-hmm. one word um but i uh i'm not the biggest fan of folklore and evermore there's definitely songs on there that i like but not mm-hmm. as a whole and that is simply because it's just not my style and that is more of her poetry, yeah. in mm-hmm. my opinion. That is more of her, like, long-form storytelling. Yeah. And she doesn't – I will call her a genius. I think she's amazing at it. But I also just taste in music. Totally. It's, you know, some of them are just kind of yeah. hit or miss. So I'm curious to see how I like it. But what I don't like is that now my algorithm shows me too much of the Swifty takes on things. And I got to say, I don't give a flying fart in space why Taylor wrote a certain song. I want to think about my yeah. life when I listen yeah. to her I, songs. I will say I never really go into the Easter egg of it all. Like, I, I do hear people's theories and I'm like, one, the fact that you came to the conclusion you did is impressive because that's a lot of brain work. Two, if she were to orchestrate all that, even more impressive. But I'm not going to be the one to dive into it. I'm going to hear it and I'm going to maybe believe it and you know jokes on me if I'm wrong but like I'm never gonna be the one to be like oh this this like the the deepest I ever got into that was when I would get her cds and I would read through all the song lyrics and find the messages in there 
Uh, and yeah. I, I do see some patterns that people have noticed, but like I said, I'm not going to be the one to find them. So I'm just no. so excited for this too. Cause I love the collaborations that I'm seeing when she released the set, like the album list so far. And she's doing a collaboration with Florence and the machine. And I'm obsessed with Florence and the machine. She's got one with post Malone. Um, and so, so I'm just good. so excited, especially if they're like, they're not just vocal collaborations, but they're like writing and like production collaboration that's going to be such a really like that's going to be such a cool final product and i i just love the memes where it's like taylor swift can release a new album during a world tour but i can't wash and fold laundry in the same day like it's just so funny it is good for her um good for her and you know i gotta say i appreciate that she is doing everything on the timeline that she feels Mm -hmm. comfortable with you know to me it would make a lot of sense if she wanted, if she fought the fight, she got, she got the um, allowance to re-record her mm-hmm. music. Um, she had to wait, you know, certain, there were statutes of limitation, not statutes, sorry. There were t- time, like, frames yeah. that she had yeah. to wait for and, you know, things like that with certain albums. But instead of doing what, like, makes sense, which is just straight up re-record everything, release them, kind of whenever she, you know, wants yeah. to and, and move forward, she's like not pausing her creativity Mm -hmm. you know she's not pausing her life and the things that she's thinking through even the midnight's album she talks about this is midnight's over the course of you know however many years like 11 years or something and sometimes that was grief and sometimes that was love sometimes that was anger and sometimes that was bliss you know and i really enjoyed reading that because i think it gave me a glimpse into how she literally cannot turn her brain Mm -hmm. off You know, when it comes to this, I don't know if she's going to be the type of artist that wants to do this forever as far as like singing and touring. Uh, But I wonder if she's going to become the person that just because of her love for poetry and writing writes for other people, you know, and just enjoys that, does it for them. And then, you know, takes her track and Mm -hmm. lives her life, you know, Um, I don't know. We'll see what kind of what. But to me, it just shows that she's a creative human being who can't stop mm-hmm. right now and i you know? love that for her and i think it says a lot too she's she just turned 34 in december and like you know i have no money and no prospects like it's like as yeah. a woman <laughs> you start to think like 34 yeah. you're like oh but she's still like going strong yeah. granted she's got a mass amounts of privilege yeah. and like a lot of money and access and things to like be able to like keep going really strong like physically and just in life but she's doing it and i think it's a really good example that like your life doesn't end at 30 so that's really exciting yeah (laughs) yeah it is really exciting yeah and she just looks very joyful in the life that she's leading right now and i don't forget the fact that you know it wasn't but a few years ago that she was basically getting canceled and you know torn down and stuff and you know, I don't think that she takes that for granted. So anyway, I was saying on my Instagram story this past week, I said, I'm going to own the fact that I am going on a, I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. to see her in concert, you know, this summer, whatever. But I was like, but I am in no way a Swifty. And I'm not saying I'm an anti-Swifty right. either, but I will never be the person that does deep dives. I will never watch those videos and be like, this is what this means. And, you know, she's calling her mother, you know, whatever. I'm just like, it, that feels like a it's so that feels like a gen z thing that's like 
it's a very Gen Z thing. It's very culty. Yeah. You know, like I'm not calling Gen Z a cult, but I'm like, I'm not getting into this like It's a very like mindset. Mi- you know? Like a herd mindset mentality of like that. It really is. Uh, yeah. I I yeah. mean, I'm I yeah. love her. She thinks she's great at what she does. Yeah. But like I said, I'll like I'll yeah. watch your move. I'll watch your takes yeah. on things, but I'm also gonna keep scrolling because yeah. I'm like, I just wanna see you in yeah, concert yeah. and be your best friend. I know. Yeah, yeah. And so at the concert in July, will I have some friendship bracelets? Absolutely. Absolutely. Will some of them say watch Hallmark rem- or listen to Hallmark Remarks? Yeah. Probably. As you know, should. do a little plug. <laughs> Put it on like a sign. Um, I have a podcast. I really should. I really should. Uh, but anyway, that is, I yeah. think, all. That feels good to me. <laughs> and yeah, go watch the movie. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. And uh, let's listen to some Taylor Swift in April. That's about the synopsis Amen. of our podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Why? Why do I keep saying talk to you guys next week? Like it's a phone call. Talk to you later. Oh my gosh. Anyway, one day we'll learn. We'll learn how to land the plane. Thanks again for hanging out with us here at Hallmark Remarks. If you like this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a review so our podcast can find its way to new listeners who can join in on the fun. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Hallmark underscore Remarks pod and on Pinterest at Hallmark Remarks. That's where we'll not only post about movies we'll be reviewing, but also keep you up to date on our lives and other exciting things. And if you have movie suggestions, thoughts, or want to send us pictures of your pets, email us at hallmarkremarkspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, never forget that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie.